listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. y'all so how y'all doing (laughs) it's my prayer that you're doing well this episode is going to be very interesting because I'm about to be super vulnerable but even in my vulnerability I trust God with that because he has a purpose for everything and being that he changed my plans of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to deliver in this episode I know without a doubt that this episode is for you or for somebody out there. So there's nothing that God does by coincidence or without purpose. So be open to what God wants to say to you. How do I be open? Open your heart. Don't put your own expectation on this episode other than God has something for me. That's the expectation that you should have, that God has something for me and I'm open to receive whatever it is. So I pray that that will be your prayer as we go through this episode. So let's go. When I was preparing for this episode, initially, I had a lot of good things to say, y'all. Well, at least I thought it was good stuff. I thought it was something that you all needed to hear. And like with all of my episodes, I'm always excited to share because of the transformation that you all received just by listening. So I was preparing and on the day of recording, God literally arrested me, y'all. And he showed me my own faults. Now, I'm not talking about faults from the past that I've recovered from. I'm talking about something fresh. And I believe y'all going to hear the word fresh a lot in this episode. But anyway, I'm talking about something fresh, something that he brought to my attention just a few days ago. And this is the very reason of why I stated in the beginning that I'm about to be super vulnerable with you all. So here we go. I'm a single parent and my son just turned 13 years old and he's an overall great kid. I mean, he does excellent in school. He's very respectful and he's very respectful when it counts, not only at home, but even when I'm not around. He is very respectful. He is mature and he is pretty responsible for a 13 year old. However, because of my childhood, And the sins that I know that were in my bloodline, I became what I like to call an intentional or involved parent. Now, this may sound pretty normal to you because you're like, oh, we should be intentional. We should be involved in our kid's life. And that's what made me justify this. But in a moment, God showed me that it was much more than just being intentional and involved in my son's life. It was much more than that. After having a very intense conversation with my son, I got quiet, meaning that I got to a place without distractions. Not even my thoughts distracted me. And I just rested in God's presence. And while I was there, the Lord said to me, you don't trust your leading. I'm like, what? (laughs) And he continued in saying, you don't trust your parenting and you don't trust the seeds that you have intentionally planted in his life. And at that moment, I realized that I was what 
society calls a helicopter parent. Now, I heard this term before and I never really knew what it means. So I needed to look it up to see what it meant. And what it meant is that I'm always hovering over my son's every move. I was hovering over his every breath. And when I looked at that definition, I identified with it because that's literally what I was doing. And I realized by me doing that, I was trying to control him, not intentionally, but even when it's not intentional, we have to own where we are flawed. Because it's a behavior that you know, you're not always going to realize that it is a behavior that is not conducive to anyone's growth, not even yourself. So when God reveals that, we can't fight with it. We have to be able to own it and be like, okay, there is a reason why God is revealing this. In the Bible, we have to believe what the Bible says because we quote the scripture all the time that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So what this means, all things, what it means is that even when he, God is pointing out a behavior that may be normalized to me, He's pointing it out so that I can continue to grow. He's pointing it out for my good. So he's not pointing it out to shame me. He's not pointing it out to make me feel bad. He's pointing it out for my good. So I talked with my son about his relationship with God and how he needed to rekindle it so that he can have or be more balanced in his emotions and not get so upset with every little thing that I ask him to do or that I ask of him. However, in that quiet moment with God after this conversation, I realized that I only said that out of fear because he was detaching himself from me. I feared that everything that I had taught him would be lost and that he would squander the promise that is on his life. But Y'all, he was just being a teenager. He's coming into his own and he is trying to break free to find his own independence. He's trying to find his own identity and not mine. And I realized that I really didn't believe in the seeds that I had planted in his life. And I didn't believe that they would sprout eventually and rekindle his relationship with God. But this is how we are taught to think. We try to control what happens to our children based on what we know about ourselves. We try to control our children based on what is happening in their culture and even in the world around them. We tell them not to do something to try to prevent something from happening to them. But Y'all, we cannot control what will happen to our children. All we can do is be good stewards and trust the training we gave them while we had them under our wings. I mean, Solomon tells us, and we know this scripture too, but we got to start living out the scriptures that we know. It's not enough to just know it. It is written so that we can live it. Somebody need to tweet that scripture is written so that we can live it. But Solomon says, start a youth or the King James Bible says, train up a child. But he says, start a youth out on his way. Even when he grows old, he will not depart from it. We are given the opportunity, the honor, the privilege to start a youth on the way that he should go or out on his way. That is such a privilege, y'all. Like God trusts us to start a youth out on his way, 
to impart truth, to impart life into him so that when he grows old, those things will stick with him and he will live a fruitful life. This is legacy, y'all. Every seed that we plant in our youth, it is going to live out in them and also in their seed. But what we got to do is we got to trust the training. Once we train them, we got to trust the training and trust God that as they grow into their own, that the seeds will eventually sprout, that they will eventually manifest. So here's the truth of it all, y'all. The truth of it all in my situation, let me just talk about me, okay? The truth of it all is that I was increasing the tension in my relationship with my son because I didn't trust my training. Now hear me clearly, I'm not letting go to let him run wild and do whatever he wants to do. Mm -mm, We ain't doing that because he's still a minor and he's still under my care. So I still have some stewarding and some imparting to do in his life. However, what I am saying is that there is a reason that some cultures and even some religions celebrate manhood when a boy turns 13. There is something that happens within their their mind and their body when they turn 13 and actually leading up to 13. And how we respond as parents affects their development emotionally and mentally. So the truth is that I needed to loosen the reins. There is no need for me to hover over him like he's a baby or a toddler. He's grown out of that. And the reason why I held tighter is I was full of unbelief. I didn't trust the training that I gave him. And my unbelief caused me to want to control the situation. Now, I talked about being an involved and intentional parent. But being involved means being in the know. It's being aware. It's not trying to control something or someone based on what you know, okay? A lot of the tension that we experience in our lives stems from the unbelief that we have. And you know what? It amazes me that we want to control everything, but the one thing that we can control, which is ourselves. I mean, Jesus had all the power and he knew who he was. But he did not control not one person. Instead, he rested in the purpose of his power. He knew that his power was to save. So my question to you today is what is the purpose of your power? Where you stand in life? What is the purpose of your power in that situation, in that role? Because I'm going to tell you, people can bring pettiness to you. People can, you know, even raising children. It can be a lot of things that you know of, but you got to choose what you entertain. And you choose that based on knowing the purpose of your power in that role or in that position. I'm looking at Jesus and people brought pettiness and foolishness to him, but he found an opportunity to use his power even in the petty situations. You have power in every situation. Whether it's in parenting, whether it's in your marriage, your job, your career, relationships, your community, on social media, or any other platform or relationship that I didn't mention here. There is something that you can do in every instance of your life, every role of your life that can literally shift a situation to be better. You got to identify the purpose of your power, though, and then choose to rest in it. There is no need for you to control anything or even force your power in a role that nobody else can do but you. But that comes with you resting in your role and then the purpose of your power in that role. 
It's my prayer that you will find rest today. And you know what? I don't know about y'all or if you have noticed, but literally every episode in this season has been surrounded in resting in God. And it's because of the issues that we see in our world or even in our own lives. The issues that we see there is a reflection of the unrest in our world and ultimately in our hearts. Listen, y'all, we all want to see change, but it begins with each one of us. When you allow God to heal your heart, then your family becomes healed. When your family becomes healed, then our communities become healed. When our communities become healed, then our regions become healed. And it continues to expand from there. But it all starts with our hearts, giving our hearts to God. You know what? It all makes sense of why scripture is so focused on us individually and about us giving our hearts, especially in the New Testament, about us giving our hearts fully and completely to God, because that's where healing of our nation begins. It begins with us, not us trying to control anything, y'all. It's not gonna happen that way. We gotta do the work in our lives first. It starts with our hearts. And when God showed me my heart in regards to how I'm raising my son, I didn't fight him, y'all. Actually, I couldn't fight him even if I wanted to because that reality that he showed me, it literally knocked the wind out of me. When God says he's a champion of something, he believe him when he says he's a champion because his blows will knock the wind out of you. And you have to choose if you're going to humbly submit to that blow or if you're going to try to get back up in foolishness and try to fight God when he has given you the answer to your solution. You may not like it the way that it was delivered, but it's ultimately for your good. So the reality that he showed me literally knocked the wind out of me. And when I say that he arrested me, like I said in the beginning, listen, y'all, I mean, he arrested me. There was nothing that I could do in that moment but to repent to him. And after that, to have a healthy conversation with my son, which included me being vulnerable by apologizing to him and giving him the backstory by explaining why I responded the way I did. Parents, now I know y'all may have a problem with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Now is not the time for you to be prideful in raising your kids just because that's how your parents raised you. We're in a new age, and if you don't take the first step in being vulnerable and keeping it at 100 with your kids, then you will continue to experience tension in that relationship. Now, I'm not saying that my way of parenting will work for everyone, but what I do know is that you cannot raise today's kids the same way that you were raised. All that will do is push them away. And furthermore, the cycle of bondage, fear, addiction, rejection, neglect, or whatever it is that's in your family bloodline, that will continue to be passed down from generation to generation. We break cycles when we choose to do things differently, when we choose to break out of the old way of doing things by first acknowledging that the old way is no longer working. It's expired, y'all. We got to let it go. You know, that's one thing that I think that this pandemic has shown us all. The different areas 
of things that have expired. It has exposed so many hearts. And when hearts are exposed, then you will really see what's effective and what's not. And it's our responsibility, especially with our families, to see what's really effective because the pandemic caused so much disrupt that we were able to see if we were just going through the motion or if love was really there if the children were really respecting us if they were really listening to what we were saying what lives they were really living and in that moment where you were able to see that reality then you had a choice to make if you were going to continue to move in the old way of doing things or if you were going to birth something new for your family and you know i think a lot of times we wait for our pastors or somebody uh in the clergy to do this for us help me birth something new when you had the power all along listen y'all purposeful power in the platform in the role that you're already in a lot of you have already had the power to do the thing that you have been praying for god is just waiting for you to birth it and a lot of this birthing is going to come through prayer and submission and obedience you're going to see change in your family. You're going to see change in your life. You're going to see change in your children, but it's gonna take you breaking cycles and birthing new things. Jesus lived out his purpose because he wasn't caught up in the old way of doing things. People were compelled to come to him because his way was fresh. Listen to me. There is nothing old about your God-given purpose. When you walk in your purpose, you are fresh to death, y'all. Do y'all hear me? So I'm going to pray in this moment. And I'm going to pray for our children. I'm going to pray for parents. And I'm going to pray that you will rest in your purposeful power wherever you go, wherever you stand. And it's going to be my prayer that God will be glorified and that there will be such a freshness on your life that it will cause revival in your heart in your family, community, and ultimately in our world. So Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you for this fresh word that you have given us today. And right now, I pray that you would strengthen my brothers and my sisters right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen their hearts. And I pray that their faith will not fail them as they purpose to fulfill their purpose in you. So Father, right now, I pray for parents and I pray for their purpose. And I pray that you will open their eyes to see the truth about their relationship with their children. I pray that you would remove any fear or pride from their hearts so that they can steward the gifts that you have given them in the form of their children. Raise up fathers, Father, to speak life into their sons and daughters. And I pray, Father, that you would raise up mothers that are confident in their assignment to raise up godly men and women. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the seeds that are planted and the time that has been invested in the lives of our children will not be wasted. It will not be stolen. It will not be lost. I pray that you would keep back the hand of the enemy and shield our children from his tactics, his lies, and the deception that he may show forth. Father, may you renew relationships 
relationships within families in the name of Jesus. Bring forth healing through accountability and forgiveness in families in Jesus name. Father, I pray that you would eradicate unforgiveness, God, in Jesus name and bring forth healing and wholeness in families. I pray that you would raise up strong families. May they draw closer to you as a family, God, as a unit in the name of Jesus. Fill any gaps in the homes. And I pray, God, that you would make their homes houses of prayer in the name of Jesus. May homes be filled with your presence. May homes be filled with your peace. May homes be filled with your joy and your love in your wisdom, Father, so that families, God, will be led under your wisdom in the name of Jesus. May the paths that they walk on be fruitful, Father. May their children be fruitful. May husbands and wives be fruitful. Mothers and fathers be fruitful in the name of Jesus. And I pray this by faith in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray right now that you would settle your sons and your daughters right now in the name of Jesus. May they be settled in you to rest in their purpose, move in your purpose, to speak in your purpose. May it become a second nature for them to operate in your purpose. If they want to be aware of anything, Father, I pray that you would make them aware of your presence. And I pray for hearts that would be eager to obey your every word, Father, in the name of Jesus. Root out all disobedience, pride, anything that keeps us from not being immediately obedient to you. I pray that you would uproot that right now. And Father, right now, I pray that as we are obedient, I thank you that you are releasing your healing now in Jesus' name. So Father, shift the hearts of your sons and your daughters from rebellion and pride to obedience and humility in the name of Jesus. Father, we're praying right now, God, that even as you begin to shift us and heal us and bring us together as one in our families and even at rest with our purpose and who we are, Father, I pray, God, that as we go out, that you would bring healing to the this land in the name of Jesus, Lord. May your will be done in our lives, God, on earth as it is in heaven. And may revival and re a refreshing wave of your glory set forth in this earth like never before. I pray right now the blood of Jesus over all of our lives, Father, and that you would continually, God, manifest your glory through us, God, that wherever we walk, there will be such a freshness, God, that there will be nothing stale about us, Father, but that we will walk in the newness of who you are, God, and walk in a new wave of your glory in the name of Jesus, Lord. May people experience you like they've never experienced you before. And may we be confident, God, in this place that you have us. And it is so. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. I feel the power of God even right now resting upon me. So I pray that you would even submit to the power that may even be resting upon you. God is renewing you even now. Embrace it. Don't resist it. Receive what God is doing in you in this moment. In the name of Jesus, it's my prayer that you will be renewed from everything that was received from this episode in Jesus' name. And if you were renewed, I pray that you would share this with your family, with your loved ones, those that will benefit from hearing what was shared and what was prayed on this episode today. I love this, y'all. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Hallelujah. Thank you all for joining today on this podcast. And I pray that you have received this prayer and have gotten some inspiration. I know that you did. 
And it's not because I've done anything special or that I'm anybody special other than a daughter of God. (laughs) But it's because we serve a faithful God and we serve a loving God that he would send his word out to you this way. So in that confidence in God, I know that you received what you needed today. And for sure, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you next time.